On this week's episode of the Arizona Craft Beer Awards and Festival Beer Review, Johan and I chat with Eric Walters from Tap Dead AZ Podcast and A Taste of AZ Magazine. Walters is the preeminent voice of craft beer here in Arizona, and he had a booth at our recent Arizona Craft Beer Awards Festival in Glendale. He joins us to give us his thoughts on the festival, beer festivals in general, social media influencers, the uh, results from the inaugural ACB Awards, and our winners. It's a pretty long interview, but a great chat around several beers we have left over from the award submission. So sit back and enjoy and check out the latest issue of Phoenix Due on Newsstands Thursday, November 3rd. Well, welcome everybody. We're uh, first episode post beer festival, uh, which maybe we're all, maybe Matt and I are feeling a little more relaxed today uh, than we were on our last episode. Uh, but we're back, we're, I guess for the first time on our podcast, we're here with Eric Walters, from uh, Tap That AZ, uh, the OG beer podcast yeah, is it the, here the in Arizona. Arizona beer podcast, right? Is that? I'll take that. Yeah, Then you have also, um, hold it up for the cameras if you're watching on YouTube, you oh, yeah. you also are the publisher and sales guy, as you told us, for yes. the uh, yes. Taste here, of AZ yeah. magazine, um, covering what, food and beverage around the state? Yeah, all Arizona food and beverage. So started Tap That AZ and. Late 2016 is when we started recording, and uh, 2017 through 2020 uh, focused pretty much on beer. But had a lot of opportunities with like chefs, like cool chefs in the in you know throughout the state, saying, "Hey, we know we're not beer, but would you be down to you know talk with us?" And I'm like, "Hell yeah!" You know, some really cool chefs. So uh, that expanded into a taste of AZ, and uh, you know we wrote the Arizona Beer Book, and then published this in 2020. Wait, that. 2021. Yeah, so love that. That's the whole summary. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, last time we were with you uh, was uh, at the gold mine in Goldwater, and yes. that was super fun. And then you uh, you were a a mainstay at the Arizona Craft uh, Beer Festival, and uh, right over there, right? Yeah, For exactly. Where, yeah, uh, just this past weekend. So, um, you know, give us your uh, your your. 10-second rundown of the beer festival. And while you, you do think? that, we do have some beers left over from the awards. Oh, yeah. so I'm going to crack one of those guys. Okay. Um, if you guys want to, feel free. There's beers from That Brewing. There's a Lumberyard, Uncle Bear's, Phoenix Beer Co. I have to give you a ticket for each And a drink, dragon. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hand over a ticket. <laughs> we have these uh, ticket cards left over. We're going to show off our uh, beer cards from the... Uh... Those are really we, cool. We have some sample right. cups left over. So um, I like the... Uh, the the Phoenix Beer Co. because they won Best in Show uh, for 2020. Uh, What's the Uncle Bear's one? Oh, she, I didn't know we were grabbing at him. Like he was like, as he's, it's like a, a game kids play where it's oh, like. Is that your? Are we sharing these? I can I can split this one <laughs> for sure. Teasing. No, I'm just teasing. Because this is, I think, uh, uh, it's a golden ale that it didn't. This, the brewery won Best in Show for their IPA, but this one we is won. a. Hit Arizona me with that gold. trail ale. Hit you with the trail ale? Yeah. All right, so. Uh, I thought the festival was great. Um, yeah, you had a booth there. Had a booth. Thank hanging you guys for, for yeah. letting us hang out with the with you know being involved with the with that. I love setting up tables there because you know obviously we get to hand out our stuff. We get to sell like the Arizona beer books, some of the merch we had, and uh, to be able to set up a podcast, you don't know what you're gonna get, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, one of my plans uh, for this, I was gonna tell you guys earlier that, but we just kind of uh, I forgot. Uh, is I have some interviews throughout the 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 uh, event, so I want to kind of talk with about them, and then we'll interlace them in. 
Oh, I like that. Yeah, because uh, Johan appeared on your uh, one of your most recent episodes where you were recording a real Wild and Woody. So yes. that, that was pretty cool to to hear that. And then you were talking with some other breweries that came by and sounded like what was it, just like some tick uh, just normal beer fest goers that came by yeah. at one point. It seems it seems like I love. So a little disclaimer, uh, as, as Luke, my business partner, and I are building our company, you know, it's, it's two of us, but you have to create this corporate structure, right? You have to create your org chart mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, well, there's only two of us filling all these positions, but it's a lot, you know, it allows us to see it at least me differently because I'm, I'm not really a business mind. I'm more of like a creative type. So, uh, what I looked at was, I'm like, you know what, if I was my boss on Saturday and I went to the festival with my attitude, I would have been pissed at me, <laughs> you know, cause I was, I, I had, I'd went a little too hard the night before. So I was kind of feeling it a little bit and it took me a little while to get the podcast st- stuff set up, you know, but if I would have been my own boss, I'd have been like, come on, like, you know, but I don't know if you guys sense that or not. I always, I still have a smile on my face at all times. <laughs> totally. I, I, I don't, I don't know that I noticed that you were, uh, you were, maybe I was so stressed out, uh, about the ice. That... Nah, you know, I think it was just at the beginning. I think, well, the ice thing was, yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a, right. Put that on the lessons learned. Uh, yeah. From well, apparently one. that is the, um, the Murphy's law of beer festivals For is sure. that everybody has ice issues. So, uh. So we'll, 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 we'll be, we'll be addressing that next year for sure. But <laughs> well, so, um, so yeah, you usually get a cross mix of that. Right. And I don't, it's not really intentional, but it just tends to happen is I get some people that, um, are in the industry, people that I really know well, like Marshall from simple machine or Adam from Phoenix beer co. Uh, and we just kind of catch up. What are you guys up to? What's new? And then maybe I'll get some new people. I'm like, Hey, you know, I've been wanting to meet you guys come over, you know, talk five minutes about your spot. And then you always seem to, you get an abundance of guests, especially the longer it goes. Yeah. Right. I've learned the last hour, put the equipment away because <laughs> it's, it's funny. But then when you're seeing people spit on your microphone as they're talking and they're they're grabbing it and you know like I just did, uh, you're like, all right, let's shut exactly, it down. Exactly. Yeah. You good, know? good point about the last hour of a beer fest. Yeah. It, it does. It can get sloppy sometimes, especially at like a, you know, a, a strong beer, a real wild and woody, where they're mm-hmm. serving big, big beers all day, and that's what everyone's drinking all day long. I think yeah. at um, our beer festival at, on Saturday in Glendale, it was it was a lot of kind of chill out beers and we had a really really kind of chill crowd and um people had a lot of fun playing in the in the vast lawn that we had you know yep and uh uh there was i think there was uh an ales from the crypt from oso that was my that might have been the strongest beer there Mm. um they had a couple cans of that It, it it went before I got a chance to go over there, which is probably a good. Uh, you know, you'd be surprised at late, how many. You know? You'd be surprised at how many cans they still have of uh, some of their ales from the crypt at oh. the uh, at the Oso and Gilbert. I oh, picked yeah. up a couple of cans of the Stroop Waffle the other day, which is like my one of my favorites, and uh, and they had a they still had cans of uh, Bung. Was it called? hits from the Bung? Hits from the Bung, yeah, yeah, the barley yeah. one. So I was I to get me yeah <laughs> so they had that and, uh you know Renhouse had a couple of str- uh, stronger like 10 percent, 13 percent beers too um but most of the stuff i think kind of settled around six to seven you know kind of kind of light beers sure there were fruit beers a lot of representation of what people won their awards for like yeah, saddle like mountain that. brought their both their um award-winning beers yeah 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 um no i thought uh, it was it was a good crowd of people uh I had a great time. I thought there was good food options. 
Uh, Stephen, I don't know if you saw Stephen Wizard of Zah did a pizza review. You did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, he but, had a pizza from the Heritage venue. Yeah, and, um, yeah. He, he's funny because he, you know, he does all those pizza reviews, and but uh, he's still trying to get Dave Portnoy's attention from Barstool, yeah, who does the. Yeah. You know the one bite pizza reviews. So I don't. Do you know? Has he ever got his attention? No. no. I asked him Saturday. I'm like, dude, have you ha, ha, any anything? He's like, nope. But I'm I'm gonna keep trying. I think he said, what is it? Well, yeah, I get the Super Bowl's here. Yeah. Right? So he's like, they're gonna be here. He's For like, I'm sure. gonna make. You know, uh, Stephen does a really good job. Like he, what I like about him is. You know, I'm I'm kind of uh, old school in a way of you know I get kind of crabby about stuff I don't like you know <laughs> like uh, I, I so I like when people create things that are not at somebody else's expense right you know I, I see, you, you see a lot of online presence and influencers that are extracting value from somebody but not giving value back right totally um, you oh, can sure. buy any number on social media you want right this restaurant doesn't know that. 30,000 of your 45,000 followers are bots, you know, or part of your whatever, right? See, I, I get all fired up. <laughs> totally. So so what I love about Steven, Steven, he brings authenticity. Uh, I mean, he does it in his free time, uh, so he's going to do it the way he wants to do it. And, you know, we've, we've had conversations of, you know, the trials and tribulations of trying to make a career out of, like, being a content creator, right? And everybody's always down for... Uh, when you're like, hey, I want to come into a podcast. Hey, what's this cost? Nothing. We just want to come into a podcast. Cool. All right. We also, you know, do these things. Nah. <laughs> you know, it's or so it, it's it's a hard thing to uh, to I guess create that vision. I guess you can say for other people to kind of see of what value is being brought. Is that a word? Right? Brought? Rotten? Brought. That's a sign. That, no, no I totally. I, <laughs> no, I, I totally get where you're coming from, and I think that's one of the things I've. I uh, I like about about you and about Luke is that it, it doesn't it doesn't feel like you guys are trying to, uh, you know, it feels like you guys are genuinely being a part of the of the community. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> you know, it's one of those things that I think in any anytime you get a community that's a certain size, you start to get people who who question everybody's motives. And even even with our beer awards, we had people that um, that have claimed that it was like a popularity contest or that it was, you know, that it wasn't the best wasn't represented. I I saw comments. And it's like, and it's like, you know, it's the first year we do this. Not everybody Mm -hmm. submitted beers. Some of the best breweries in the state didn't submit their beers into the awards. And that's not necessarily their fault. Maybe they didn't have the product to do, or maybe they didn't hear about it in time or whatever. But like ultimately, um, you know, it's not like we we set out or the guild set out or anybody set out to to give awards to like the cool kids club and ignore everybody else. Um, we worked with what was submitted, and yeah. hopefully next year more people submit. And yeah. and the 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 process of judging uh, was all very uh, integrity is the word that comes to mind because yeah. it was all blindly tasted. I mean, if anybody tried to go to the back of house that wasn't supposed to, they were like, shoot out immediately. Like, it was like, you couldn't be back there. You couldn't, um, you couldn't know what's being poured. And, yeah. and I know several judges that recused themselves from judging something because they knew what it was. Mm. And, and, you know, maybe not everybody does that. It's human nature to maybe want to keep it to yourself, but ultimately like, like it, they did the, 
they did the best possible job yeah. at it. Yeah, yeah. I was and at a so, table, and uh, the one beer I was able to recognize is the uh, Neonic Orange Julius from the shop. Yeah. That's okay. pretty yeah. easy to kind of pick out. It was sure. the one like Creamsicle, and we'd kind of gotten a description of what each each of those sours. That was my first uh, grouping of the day in the first hour. And literally everything else, I must have had, I think I brought this up, I must have had like 20 to 25 different samples, including on the best in show table. I had no idea what any of those were. And uh, for, for <laughs> you know, for people to, to, to wonder like, oh, why why did this beer win? I'm like, it met the, the, the GABF guidelines that we were going on. Yeah. And it tasted good. And including the best in show beer, which... I'll admit, I, I've, I told uh, Popeye from Phoenix Beer Co. I didn't like hit the the IPA that ended up winning. I liked the Lager from uh, Flying Bassett that ended up taking the uh, the bronze. Yeah, uh, the Lager to me Tom. was was great, and so we kind of had a little debate at the table. Um, I didn't even like the the specialty one. I I didn't think that was second place, but everyone else at the table did. Um, uh, I think that was the Boom Dynamite won the silver, yep. and uh, Monsoon IPA from Phoenix Beer won gold. So there was like a healthy debate for a long time yeah. at that at that best in show table, and we kind of eliminated beers um, to start, and then we kind of whittled it down to maybe like five yeah. finalists, and that's how we came up with it. And the American IPA won, which is you know a great category for for our first year to to win, but it it kind of shows you we we weren't all just like hopheads or whatever because yeah. yeah. uh, IPA sure won, but then it was a specialty beer, then a lager, and I think there were even some people at the table that were um, kind of arguing for like the Oktoberfest. Right. I really like the barrel-aged beer. Uh, that's not everyone's cup of tea. So, you know, for, for a best in show, I don't think right. that'll ever win a best in show. It's always going to be one of those more popular styles. Sure. And yeah. I think, you know, a lot of people, uh, I don't know, maybe they don't know how this kind of beer competition is judged, and that's why they think it's just a popularity contest. It's like everybody sitting around like – voting for the beer they like the best and i, I Hold think on, that me, the can i before i interrupt you or yeah. how many of these have you got how many comments have you guys got like this do you think um, estimated i i i heard some comments at the festival of like oh well you know like it, it, nothing again nothing i think there was one comment on social media that was maybe like pretty aggressive sure uh and then and but then i started hearing all these other sort of like mumbles about like oh well the, the awards was like but and i bet you there's i bet you there's 20 to 1 of people who loved yeah. how it went you know but that's it's always those sure. ones that stand out that's fair you know like i think it's, it's just i think for me <clears throat> one of the things i was proudest of of this whole project was that it had that integrity sure and yeah. that like it wasn't a you know the judges were very specifically told like you're not voting for the beer you like the best you're voting for the beer that fits the guidelines these guidelines whether yeah. you like it or not doesn't yeah. matter and so that i think that specifically is what i love about this and what i hope that we can continue year after year is this this uh culture of like integrity and like bringing in more and more judges bringing in new judges so that it's not just a bunch of like people have been judging beers for you know years and years and years and have sort of like their their uh, patterns, you know what I mean? Like sure. bringing in new blood and bringing in new opinions and bringing in all this so that it's very democratic and it's very like these are the beers that our community truly has awarded. 
Matt, we gotta drop. figure. We gotta figure. <laughs> we gotta figure out that, this. Uh, it's mic sorry, stand. No, we got it. I got it. Point it. Point it further up. Then maybe it'll it'll. I think just... it's good. I think it was just it was yeah. Yeah, the, sorry the, about the that. Thing, the that thing dips a little <laughs> bit. I dropped my mic for you. Yeah, well, thank I'll, you. Have to, uh, I'll have to send that into the shop. Uh, you know, to your point, I mean, looking at our list here of winners, a brewery like Look Brewing out in Shannon. I mean, she brews for a movie theater. Yeah, and, and she won an award. Like and that's she's not by a, herself. I think she has one guy that helps her. Yeah, maybe. Like and that's then, not a popularity contest there, no, or even no. like Oro Brewing. Now, I I fully admit that's my favorite brewery to go to well, there's because a I live in Mesa. It's good. Yeah, it's right? really it's good. good. Yeah. And, make and, it, and you don't just so no, you win. don't win a yeah. you don't win a gold at GABF yeah. if you're not brewing good beer. Yeah, like, or a silver yeah. at World Beer Cup. You know, right? Like, that's uh. Here's what I say about about the okay. First of all, you have to understand the. You've been number dealing of, with haters a long time, well, so you well, probably yeah, know for sure, for sure. And, and, and no and, one hates the tap that AZ podcast. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, there, there are a few. If you're, a, few, if you're yeah. a social media personality, you have haters. Yeah, period. absolutely. That you know, that's a good point. I you know, early on of creating this this whole thing, uh, you know, reading about content creation and becoming a you know, a personality or whatever, it said people should love you or hate you. If they don't care, you're not doing something, right? right. You're not taking risks, you know? So I was like, you know, I'm not like a risk taker. Like I'm not, I'm not the, this beer sucks, this will, you know? But yeah. then I started to realize after doing it that my draw was my positivity. There yep. are people out there like, F you, dude, there's no way. Oh, yeah. this beer's, dude. And I'm like, whatever, <laughs> smile on my face. Yeah. So, so that's, you know, <laughs> that pisses people off, some people, you know. Yeah. But, but then I just lean into it. And um, what I will say first about the, the people, before you say anything about the competition, is knowing, number one, it was first year. Number two, 40 percent 35 to 40 percent of the breweries participated two out of three didn't participate so you can only do so much right, right? 100%. also um if you don't think that you know the non-hype places like desert monks and helleva and flying bassett shouldn't be winning awards then you don't know enough about the the scene 100 yeah you don't like yeah oh you have beautiful head to flying bassett half four years ago dude all right get out you know i mean i get fired up and listen i I totally get that like and 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 the other thing too is breweries are not uh they're not like stagnant right they're constantly changing they're constantly bringing in new brewers or or new recipes or or you know collaborations and when they do a collaboration maybe they learn something and then they apply it to the next beer so like the first time i gold goldwater is one of my favorite breweries Oh, for um, sure. Their, their beer is amazing. fantastic. Yeah. And the first time I ever went, right when they opened, I was super unimpressed. I, I was like, eh, this is fine. And yeah. I didn't go back for two years. Yeah. yeah. And it wasn't until I started hearing the community talking about, oh my gosh, Goldwater, you got to go to Goldwater. They're yeah. machine gun to like all this. And I started hearing all these people talking about Goldwater. I was like, Goldwater? Like, I've yeah. been there. Like, I, yeah, you I tried that. I didn't yeah. like it. I right. didn't like it. Yeah. And I went back and I was like, holy cow. And now, like, and then it was just like, they became one of my favorites really, yep. really quickly. Yep. And I think, uh, I, you know, I'm guilty with that with like Uncle Bear's, for instance. Like I wrote Uncle Bear's off for a long time. Sure. And then I tried that Ocean Beach West Coast IPA that won. Yeah, uh, they, I, they got bronze in the IPA. And I'm like, this is a really good friggin' beer. Yep. Like this is delightful. So yeah. like, you know, yeah. it's like you, you you can't you can't go to a brewery once and then decide that that's your opinion on it. Like Absolutely. you have to You have to keep... You have to keep your mind open because, you know, like, I would say this on top of that, right? You go to a Total Wine, not to throw names out there, but you go to Total Wine and you get Fossil Creek from that brewery. 
at least six months old. This thing is, you, sure. know, you know, it's it's been on a shelf. It's been warm. This is your experience with that brewery. Dude, they suck. You know what, man? I've had I've had some bad Uncle Bear's beers, especially in cans. I think there's a there's a disconnect with some breweries of. I actually just talked to Jesse this morning from uh, Oro. I know you just had him on mm-hmm. recently. Um, so I was chatting with him, and he's talking about they just got this you know this small can seamer that they can start to do cans. He's like, but we didn't want to do cans until we were ready, right? I think there's some breweries out there that. Maybe not a, the QC process isn't there, or there's just so much out in the market that it's sitting there, right? And that's your first experience with, you know, there was uh, the one that won from um, Uncle Bear's, right? Uh, Ocean Beach. Yeah. Ocean th- Beach, I think it was right. three years ago. I had it at Total Wine. Uh, they had a person there giving tastings. I'm like, holy sh- this is like one of the best West Coast IPAs I've ever had. Every other time I bought it since, not even close, right? Yeah. So... That's another thing I think people have to understand is Spellbinder, when they won gold, that wasn't the Spellbinder recipe, right? That was a Spellbinder GABF recipe. For sure. Right? They, they released a specific beer with gold trimming to say this is the recipe we submitted that won, not the stuff that you get normally on the shelves. Yeah, yeah. So right there, it's you know, you're – you're brewing something to hit these parameters. So I guess to sum it all up, if people talk shit about this, they just don't know yeah. enough about well, it. And, and, and that's the other thing to realize about like production breweries, right? Like mm-hmm. you're producing stuff at high, high volume. Not all of it is coming off of a shelf fresh, like you're saying, right? right? Whereas you, you go to a brewery like Flying Bassett or like Desert Monks that's not doing these things at, at volume, at production level, yeah. Um, they, they're, you know, most of what you're getting is fresh out of the tank, yeah. right? And it's yep. freaking good. And, yep. but that also means that they submit to festivals a lot less. And then that means they get less attention overall, like, yep. right. And so then like this podunk brewery that you maybe don't pay a lot of attention to, uh, happens or turns out to be one of the better breweries that, that, yep. you know, one of the better beers that, 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 that's out there. Um, that doesn't get a whole lot of like, traffic because they're out in pine yep it's not like they're in central phoenix and people are walking by and checking them out right cool so, little taproom and cottonwood too I'm sure have you yeah, been yeah, yeah i've, been, there, I've yeah. been up to the one the in pine and there's a great hiking trail right across the street and it's a great destination for coming off that trail it's yeah. very popular like you know april may and then this time of year in october or september to go up there do that hike hit pine or hit the that brewery in pine it is like always crowded when yeah. you go up there on the weekends yeah, it but, is but they're sure. probably making most of the revenue off of distribution right because like you, I, that's that's how yeah. everybody else is getting it and so maybe not but, but the, the bigger the bigger it, it's better for them to sell it over their own taps right right especially if you're putting beer out there that you know it's been out there for months right that does your brand no good you sure. have this right. bat, this, sure. this year old ipa from that brewery and you're like oh dude this is gross pour this down you're driving through you're like well, i'm not stopping there yeah you, know you remember that, was. that time yeah it's sure. not is it you know that brewery, i always tell people don't judge a brewery unless you've been to the brewery twice right like kind of like what you were saying you know sometimes it takes a little more and may, maybe that time needs to be spread out um I mean, people that know, know that Renhouse was not good when they opened up. Yeah. Renhouse is very open about, like, dude, we sucked. Like, we, yeah. we were not good. And I mean, then Ranch them... Hand that had that whole water debacle. 
I didn't know about that. Yeah, so they, they turns out that they were um, they had like a, a crazy amount of iron in uh, the in the water that they were using the yeah. well water that they were using and uh, it, it was something that no other brewery in Arizona had really dealt with, hmm. um, and they had to get like a specialized piece of water filtration equipment to basically fix that. But they put wow. a ton of product out into the market, and it had this crazy weird, like almost. Like it was, bl- what he was like described blood, it as like yeah. iron blood, you know, like it was like a weird f- uh, flavor that was in this beer that they hadn't. That's not a, a flavor you're ever looking for. He right? described right. it as like sucking on a penny. Yeah, was, you know, the, like iron <laughs> sort of like, and so, and but they didn't know about it because no other brewery had dealt with that, and they, I mean, they, they fixed it. Well, breweries out here on the west coast, so they, uh, the story goes, Eric, that he was able to contact people on the East Coast, like in steel country, you know, Pittsburgh, Michigan, Ohio, whatever. Uh, and they knew right away what the problem was, and they were ah. able to guide him to the right to the right kind of machinery or part that he was yeah. missing, and that cleaned up the water because it's not an issue, but because he's down in Eloy, it yeah. apparently is an issue with the groundwater down there. So, um, But they fixed it, right? Yeah. And like, if, yeah. you fixed it. if you would have had one can of that mm-hmm. and hated it and been like, oh, my God, this is terrible, and then you never like gave him another shot, like, Ranch Hand has great beers. Like, yeah, he was very popular Pilsners. at the festival. Yeah, um, he, sure. His booth was rocking and rolling all all day long. Um, every time I went over there, he had a line, and he was he was you know he Josh is a good dude too. Like he'll yeah. chat up anyone, and um, so there's a lot of people. We're doing a we're gonna do a collab with him. Ooh, a Phoenix nice. Mag collab with him. We got nice. a whole bunch of collabs and and like lined up right now, man. Heck I like yeah. it. I like I'm it. Very Heck excited. Yeah. You guys, I've got I've got 13 under my belt at this point. So I guess. We, we got work. we got some catching up to do for sure for sure. Um, so talking about go back to the festival. You did you have a chance to sample um, some of the beers that were out there? I did. And did you have a favorite? Oh man, what did I like? I know uh, the Hellas from Bonehouse was really yeah, good. Yeah, that's always good. They brought so, that yeah. out to Shimmer. Best Fest yeah. too. And favorite beer I had at Best Fest. Yeah. Um, both beers that I had at Old Ellsworth. Uh, really good. They had a hazy, and they had a blogger. Another, yeah. like another brewery that gets no attention because yeah. of where they are. Mm-hmm. For sure, they're 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 really good. And they're really and they, they're uh, the only one out in Queen Creek. Yeah, uh, for for what I know, it's a hike though. That yeah. a long, especially where I live. I'm in North Phoenix. Like that's I love those guys, but I'm like, dude, you guys. Are <laughs> <far> away. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, they're they're uh, they're doing really good stuff. They're starting to can now. Um, Trying to think, oh, I had the I had the one at, at uh, Oso. Oso was right beside us, mm-hmm. so I was drinking a lot of their beers just real quick. Uh, they had the. Is Chichin that why Chong. they were they were out of when I went back there? They were out of everything, probably. They were yeah, next probably. To you. Yeah. <laughs> no, I promised my wife I would drink lots of water, so I did. Jackie, I drank lots of water, uh, but Same. no, I had their their Cheech and Chong themed. And, and I'll be honest with you, man. It tasted like wax lips. I didn't like it. <laughs> it was. It was like. Uh, what was that? Did you, did you have any of it? I remember the name, but it was I a can't, tea. Yeah. It was a tea and something. I don't remember what it was. Cool can art, but I took. I'm like that tastes like wax lips. Huh. I don't know if they make wax That's lips wild. anymore. Uh, but no, I, I, I love Oso. Um, I'm trying to think if there was anything I'm else. Bit, yeah, I didn't get me, around I'm, as much as I should have. I didn't yeah. get a chance to try to like visit at the festival, visit Grand Avenue, but I, I know the beers that they were pouring because yeah. we, we've had them. Mm-hmm. And I had a couple friends that came, and they said that Grand Avenue was like, they said their beer was incredible. And well, some, they do some of their favorite. Stuff. I mean, Grand yeah. Avenue is another brewery that doesn't get a whole lot of attention. Yep. And they, 
they cleaned the. Uh, they did. They were the they third were, place in best in show or uh, brewery of the year. Third yeah, place. Yeah, oh, they were nice. they were bronze and gold for uh, the Belgian half yep. wheat category. Yeah, they, they um, got a silver on the uh, uh, sour wild. Yeah, silver for their tartonic, and I, I tried yeah. that at the festival. So they crushed was it a while? four medals, yeah. man. Wow. Yeah, so very, I was gonna ask very, you. very tart. It took a while yeah. for me to finish that. that the tartonic, but that, yeah. that's all right because it's like a four percent. I, I needed to walk around, yeah, and like visit, it's, do it's my job. It's the most sour so. Berliner Weiss I've ever had. Yeah, Ooh. very, very sour. It's, was there any wilds in the in the judging? Um, I don't know. Because that's a, that's I'm not a, really sure what was one I would submitted. like to see Arizona yeah. doing more. I mean, but, I know it's so they had the sourberry but... burst from Helva, the neonic orange Julius, and that tartonic Berliner Weiss. So there were. Um, well, you said you judged too, right? I, the yeah, sours. that was my first category. If I remember right, it was all sours and the two Berliner Weisses at um, on there too. So, yeah, and that orange Julius, which I guess is a sour. Yeah. Um, that. So that uh, those two, and I remember distinctly like those Berliner Weisses being top notch, like better than any of the other sours there. Big and fan of that style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there, I mean, there was one that. Um, so I'm sitting at a at a table with two home brewers that were professional judges. Like they judge all the time these home brewer competitions, and they got stories to tell too on those because home brewers can create some of the best and some of the worst beers. That, and these guys yeah. are telling these stories at the table while we're doing this, and then. The guy next to me is a grand master of the uh, beer judging competition. He's like wow. the highest level judge that we have in the country. So here I am, first time judge sitting next to maybe the most experienced beer judge yeah. in the entire country, which was a great representation of who we had at that at the judging every and, table yeah. had a, a kind of that sort of sandwich. Yeah, yeah 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 i like right? that Where every table yeah. had someone who was new to it and then someone who's a brewer and then someone who's a professional judge and etc cetera, etc cetera. so it was like very again it, it it created this environment where uh everyone was talking about it and the new people were learning about it and, and then the people that were very experienced were also getting a sort of a fresh perspective from yeah, the new so judges he, and it yeah. was like, he was me as a new guy and there was a sour that early in the morning it was like 9 10 a.m i i smell it i taste it and i'm like this tastes like an italian dinner and it smelled <laughs> that like that too sour. and after you know you all kind of like do your own sampling and taking notes and then you talk about it afterwards and i brought that up and these beer judges look at me and they all look went back to it and like, oh my God, you're right. So I was uh, like, I'm pointing something out to these professional yeah. guys. They're like, I get that now. And so you, you, you come up as you drink more beer and like, I don't know. I wasn't trying to like impress them. I was a little nervous though because sure. of who I was sitting next to, but I still wanted to be able to contribute. And I, I felt pretty good about myself that I was able to contribute yeah. that part. Um, and I, I liked the lager a lot, and so did the beer judging competition president. And so at least I got those two things that I can be like, all right, I, I know maybe a little bit what I'm talking about when when it comes to beer judging, or at least finding flavors and smells. So yeah, one yeah. of my big one of my big uh, hopes for next year <clears throat> is that we you know we double the amount of beers that are submitted, and with that we double the amount of judges. And you know maybe this is something that y you can help out with and 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 get involved with is bringing in not just beer judges and beer drinkers, but chefs, Ooh, yeah, sommeliers, like, like people who have very advanced palates, yep. but maybe aren't necessarily partial to beer. Uh, or caught up in the, or, caught up in the terminology. In the, right, and, so, and that, that, so that they the can come in and do yeah. that kind of thing. Was like, I'm kind of getting this thing 
that nobody else is getting because yeah. maybe you usually only get it when you're tasting yeah. wine or something. Yeah. And then bring that sort of perspective to the judging because like that just elevates everybody, right? Yeah, like, because the way we we did it was the guidelines were printed out. You read them as you tasted and yep. like, does it hit this? Yes or no? And then you kind of go on from there and write down notes of this, this wasn't hitting on the hoppiness level or the aroma was off, stuff like that. So, yep. yep. I, I did one of those uh, in Tucson a few years back with, uh, I've done a couple of these actually pretty fun. It's the, like the clear water brew challenge, right? Mm -hmm. Where they basically take, take like wastewater and, and have breweries make beer with it to bring awareness to it. And, you know, I, to me, I'm like, that's really cool. Like innovation and we need that. Then other people were like, no, like that was like recycled, like pee water. Like, <laughs> you know, and it's, whoop. uh, good thing that wasn't glass. dude. Was, yeah. Well, when you hear, glass. when you hear yeah. wastewater, it is glass, but, um, it's thick. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. When you hear wastewater, that does kind of turn people off. I mean, you know, I, I always kind of have to look at that again. Like, wait, yeah. As, someone, as someone who like backpacks a lot, like I boil like pond water and drink it. So like, yeah, you know, or exactly. filter pond water. Like it's, it's fine. I've seen the facility too. Like last year, uh, I did a, a episode with Scotts City of Scottsdale. Like they were doing a, a brew or brew challenge with their purified water, and to see that facility and like for them to say how much water is like mm -hmm. under the like underground there you're like what the hell this is crazy and then they tell you how much you know how much water is being used and that they can you know basically clean it up and then reuse it it's like well we should be doing that you hell know yeah. um and i'll drink beer to, to help support that <laughs> that's sure. what my rule is <laughs> for sure so i had a um uh, a barrel aged the barrel aged french saison from simple machine that they brought oh, out yeah. that was like their 2 p.m release that was really which good. i always kind of liked that i don't know what, what do you feel about like timed releases at beer festivals are you a fan of that um it's now see all right my my experience with beer festivals is very skewed right because when i went to festivals before i started setting up i would get in vip and i'm the type of person that like if it starts at noon i'm like at the gate at 11 55 right? right so my experience has always been different you know um usually by the time they have those releases i'm already kind of you know i'm drinking water or whatever <laughs> but um yeah you have to remember yeah, that yeah, they're sure. doing that yeah, yeah. sure yeah <laughs> drinking <Jackie>. water <laughs> but uh no, I don't really pay attention to those. I don't because I'm not I, – I, I don't really geek out about the beers that typically uh, – I, I don't really care about barrel-aged beers and imperial stouts and sure. stuff like that. Now, if they had, you know, those where it was a Camp Cool Ship or something like that, you know, Wild Ale, I, I really like those. But, yeah, otherwise I don't care. I think I think it's uh... – it's a clever way to try to, you know, to try to inspire people to come back to For from sure. a marketing perspective. Yeah. yeah, I think it's a great way to get to to get people to try to come back to your table or to your booth. Sure. Um, if that if that's the kind of beer they're into. Yeah, um, I think that was the only one that I can remember that was at our festival that had something like that. And, I know, uh, I know, strong beer does it all the time. Yeah, strong I know, beer like, has yeah. a bunch. Presidential of them. stout from Wilderness yep. like always has a time to release. Oso did a bunch of that this past year, but. Real Wild and Woody had like cask barrels that were mm -hmm. being released at certain times, so I think like Desert Monks did that, yeah. and like it's I, even though again, I, I even though I don't care, like I would do it right because yeah. I'm not my target market, right? You right. know, I, I mean I am to a point, but I'm really not. So my target market would love that, you know. Yeah. So if I if I was in charge of like a brewery, uh, I I would do that absolutely. It's a it's a great way to like I said to to to, to like bring attention back to you, like for you. If you if at a at an event you ever wanted to do like a 
it, you had like a very special celebrity yeah. uh, person that you wanted to have on your podcast at a certain time yeah. and you wanted an audience, yeah. like well, it's oh, a yeah. great way to get I've people to, do to that show up sure. all at once, right? Yeah. To like listen in on, on what you guys are saying. And I want to do um, it too where I'd get like, you know, all right, at three o'clock, Doc from Pedal House is going to be my guest. Uh, yeah. lucky, lucky winner will get the third microphone. You there know, you go. like it might be a home brewer or it might be just totally. whatever it is. And, you know, you kind of, but yeah, so it's that, and, and those are the little things like you were at, you, you know, we were talking about, uh, you know, tweaks as you continue this festival. I think the, the upping the, what do they call them? Activations or yep. activities and things like that. Um, photo booth, whatever it is, the more of those things that you have. And I think that they can be very thought out and even, financially beneficial in the way of like okay the giant jenga is brought to you by so and so the the photo booth is brought to you by pitch right um so people people dig that stuff yeah you know but it's hard um, to it's hard to execute right in in theory uh anybody can create a plan around anything right all right can you do it yourself cool now you're gonna need people to help good luck finding good people right is there a favorite thing that you can remember from a beer fest that kind of sticks in your mind like something out of the like ordinary yeah. yeah like i remember the I, I, my wife still talks about the uh the boxing ring that phoenix beer co brought out uh, strong beer this last I, year. oh yeah, yeah. The wrestling yeah or was it a wrestling thing wrestling, yeah i'm like yeah. we we never saw it but we just saw it set up and it was just one yeah, of those like what is this for <laughs> karaoke that who was it? who who had the karaoke i sing back so, yeah, yeah oh yeah yeah i saw that that was before i met you like, see we that knew should each be an activation <laughs> walter station just announced when johan's gonna come by and sing Backstreet Boys yeah. and all the girls Ooh. will come. And I'll make sure not to wear a tank top next time. <laughs> you got to get the Walter vehicles out there though. You have to do it on one of the giant Walter yes. vehicles. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think there's a lot like we had axe throwing at, at, at our festival. I like that. And they, I like, were, I like they the were always busy. And I, yeah, I, I kind of thought yeah. about that because I went to uh, another beer festival in, in January that had uh, axe throwing and I remember and that was really cool. Like, yeah. You know, like what's better than getting, you know, drinking beer and throwing You had the axes? high score for a while on that one, didn't you? I did. You? Yeah. I did, yeah. I, I, you know, I dabble in axe throwing. I'm, yeah, yeah. I, I don't usually, I usually skip the tutorial that they give at those things. Because I'm like, I know huh? what I'm doing. He's I'm got a, and, yeah, um, he's got an axe uh, throwing kind of name. Johan Warnhold. Oh, yeah, throw sure. axe. I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to like make a big thing out of it, but uh, I got two bullseyes when oh. I threw at the festival on Saturday. So, you know, I didn't hit the green dot, which is hard to do, but I got pretty close. I think I was like four inches away. From uh, from the green dot, so not first you know, or last, my friend. I had a dream once <laughs> when I was camping that uh, a bear was coming at me, and all I had was my axe, and I threw my axe, and it ran, it flew true, and then I woke up. There you go. You don't know the end result? Oh no, I know. It oh, okay. I'm like, dang. It, but you know, yeah. So is but that like uh, is that like darts or bowling that you get better accuracy as you drink more axe throwing? <laughs> The Maybe. thinking goes down. The thinking goes sure. down, right? I would say. Yeah. I would say, yeah. 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 It's kind of like in um, in uh, forgetting Sarah Marshall when he's learning how to surf. You gotta think, think less, do more. Yeah. Think less, but you gotta do something. Do more. But you gotta. <laughs> you gotta think, do more than you that. You gotta do more than that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that. That scene's one of my favorites. It's, honestly, yeah. I think that's my favorite. That and yeah. the uh, the Dracula puppet show. Oh. Yes. <laughs> 
It's just the best. When he, yeah. when he sings the nope. song at the bar and just brings the whole vibe down. It's yeah. like, oh, I love that. <laughs> anyway. Hey, hey, real quick, I need to make sure I get this out there, right? So we give out these awards. No, I say we. You, you guys give out these awards. Um, I thought that Tap That AZ Hazy IPA won best double. So where's our where's our medal? Well, that yeah, that was a, that was that was that reader's choice. So that is a popularity contest. Yeah, right yeah, there. for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, no, no. So that there was a so you guys had the Phoenix Magazine, which I thought was really cool. The the beer issue, you know, obviously the best of, which is always I, I think I had the last three four issues of the best of, um, but. Uh, then you did the beer issue, and there were awards, and tapped out Hazy Hazy won Best Double. Yeah. Hazy, so thank you, guys. Yeah. Uh, but that, that, but that's you guys did that in in building up to. Yeah. So the the piece the the Best of the Valley beer kind of awards were uh, the Reader's Choice. So that's what yeah. people nominate. You know, people nominated beers for that. People voted. And then instead of putting it into the best of the valley issue, we thought it would fit better in, in the in the beer issue. So sure. we kind of held on to it until then. Um, but yeah, it kind of helped. I, I think I hope that next year we can kind of market them together a little more to kind of yeah. create this this part of like the the professionally judged part and then the people's choice you know, reader's choice part. Yeah. Because I, th I think, you know, it sort of adds the, adds to that like community involvement of, of the whole thing. And like, <clears throat> you know, thinking about it now, um, you know, Bonehouse's uh, Sonoran Shimmer Hellas won uh, the reader's choice for, for um, Hellas Loggers, I think it yeah. was. Yep. And so, you know, but, and they had it at the festival, but we didn't have anything that they could display, you know, there were there were breweries that had the medals and stuff that yep. they won with the awards, yep. but then they didn't have anything they could display to show that there was a reader's choice. So that's something yeah. that we should do next year where if, if there's a beer there or a brewery there that won a reader's choice award, then they should have something that designates that too. So as you're walking around, not only do you see the medals, but you also see like, hey, the people really like this beer. Yeah, yeah. we do. So, we yeah. actually do have a distinction on that. It's a, it's a little uh, like window decal or whatever, and you know, you'll see it any restaurant or um, beauty salon or, or whatever that you might walk into around the valley if they're best of the valley winner. You'll see that sticker on their on their front door. Yeah, so yeah, like that, that is that is probably on the way to Bonehouse. We just don't send that out until like February or March of the next year. So yeah, um, yeah. they will be getting one of those, and along with all the other you know readers' choice. Oh, yeah. uh, beer winners so. well i think that's kind of a good point too to kind of circle back to the you know people like blah, 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 about the the awards right uh specifically the the awards that you know the judged awards is right tap that easy hazy let's say it's a, a, a single ipa not even a double right that gets entered into a competition that's being judged by these criteria immediately it's out Right, it might be the you know the most popular people. Oh, I love that IPA, right? But it has Zappa hop in it, which is completely takes that. It's complete. It's a different taste than a hazy, yeah. right? So, doesn't follow those parameters instantly. That's out of there. Someone's like, oh, why didn't it? Didn't follow the parameters, right? right? It's a great. If someone was Matt, you know, like, dude, tap that should have won the best hazy of like. I agree. You know, <laughs> I would love that. Totally, but it's it shouldn't because right. it, it 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 doesn't taste like. Well, a, and that's where that's where um you have to su you have to submit that specifically into like a specialty, uh, which is cool that you guys right? have that so as like well. Boom yep. Boom Dynamite, for instance, is a is a an IPA from yep. Oso. 
um, it was not submitted into the IPA category. It was submitted into the specialty category, and it uh, won a medal. Like, yeah. So interesting. Uh, so you know, I think I think there there are routes in the professionally judged. Um, you just have to know what to submit it to, right? Yeah. Um, and hopefully, we can provide that sort of guidance to people who aren't sure. Um, but you know, there's definitely a still a route. But then you know. Sometimes there's beers that, like, Coffee Kolsch is a good example of a beer that I think a lot of people really like that, like, would never, I don't know that it would ever win a competition. No. Because it doesn't no. fit into, I mean, specialty, again, it, it does, but sure. you start you start creating this crazy cornucopia of beers in the specialty yeah. category. Like, a lot of stuff is going to get, like, is going to get left a out. Crazy style. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, Whereas, sure. like, in a people's choice kind of thing, like, it's a Kolsch. Yeah. You nominate it as a Kolsch. And then if people like it and it wins, then it wins. And it's because people like it. Like yeah, that was <clears throat> one of the goals of the, uh, the of our awards doing it locally. And the Craft Brewers Guild wanted their breweries to get familiar with how to submit entries. Right. And know the correct categories to submit to. And it's almost like spring training in a yeah. way is that, um, well, and then get their, to use that get analogy, their yeah. brewers to judge so that they understand how the judging is done. Yeah, for sure. That's so a young they... beer scene though, right? Like that's, that's the mark of a young beer scene, right? You don't have to mm-hmm. convince people in Denver or Portland, Maine or Portland, Oregon. It's like, like they want to, like they yeah. want to do, you know, um, but and here's the interesting thing too, when it comes to beer judging, like this is honestly like if you if you can see on camera, it basically just looks like I just filled a cup of pee, right? <laughs> There's no uh, covering up the Phoenix Magazine branding. That's a that is what's being judged, right? Then you add all these elements to it. Ah, oh, cool can. Oh shit, they're using hatch chili. Oh, this is Uncle Bear's. Oh, I love their food. Then it all it all becomes clouded to the what you think of this beer continually switches, right? Where yeah. this judging cuts all of those outside distractions out right. focus on this liquid based on these things right but that's that's an obvious gap in the beer nerd culture to the popular culture yeah. right and and that's a glaring gap in some of the uh the beer scenes i guess that haven't i guess fully evolved into like a denver or something like that right there's right. a there's a gap because should be popular and approachable, but then it also should be authentic, right? It should be both of those. You you don't need to have them right. separated, you know? Yeah. There's no reason that, you know, when they're ready, that it's completely reasonable that Oro has, you know, the brown ale tap on a place that only has four beers on tap, you know, and people know what Oro is, right? right. Um, so, yeah, it's. I, I think we're just a young beer scene. I think we're doing um, – we're – doing i think the right things a lot of us are doing the right things to to kind of bring yeah. attention and uh you know it, it's kind of funny it's full circle because this beer here railhead red this is really what started my love for arizona craft beer right? is that right yeah. why is that well i moved here from ohio in 07 <laughs> probably 80 percent of the beer i 80 percent of the beer that i drank leading up to that was bush light Right, which is why I hated beer. I really, I was, I was more of a. We go to a bar, right? That's not, my buddies never had liquor or anything yeah. like that. It was always just shitloads of Bush Light, right? Coors Light <laughs> if you had a little extra money. But um, so I get Jack and Cokes if we went out somewhere. And then we moved. I moved to Arizona, and I had Shinerbach, and that was the first mm-hmm. time I'd ever had anything other than. Uh, was it Amberbach? Do you remember Amberbach? Oh yeah. I don't know if they still make that, but so it was like those darker. 
uh, maltier beers that got me into craft beer. So it was Scheinerbach. And then when I met my wife in the beginning of 08, her parents lived in Flagstaff at the time. So her dad loved beer. And so we would go downtown, hit places up. We went to Beaver Street Brews and Q's to play pool. And they had those, was it 250, 350 Imperial Pints? Right, so it's 11 o'clock, 11 a.m. on a Saturday. We're playing pool, no windows, like one little set of dark windows, uh, and we're pounding these 350 Imperial pints of the Railhead Red, and it was so drinkable. Now, I, I, and, and maybe this is just my palate adjusting, and I think this happens with a lot of people. Um, I don't think it tastes as good as it did before, but 95% chance it's exactly the same, right? Because I'm yeah, like, yeah. you know, but now that I drink this, and also, right, competition, um, they're going to give you their freshest cans, right? They're not going to say, hey, guys, you know, we're in Cottonwood, uh, go to Fry's and grab something. Like, no, 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 no. We're going to bring you the ones right. we can, the most recent, you know, so, um, but this is fantastic. So Railhead Red was really what got it started. That's awesome. Yeah, and then episode one was, what a hundred yards away at Mother Road, and that was your first episode. Very first episode, nice. yeah. And episode one hundred and two hundred. It was supposed to be episode one hundred and two hundred, but I realized recently when I renumbered the episodes because I didn't keep up. It's like episode one hundred three and like two hundred four. <laughs> oh uh, right, right. But it doesn't matter. Like I'm the only one that cares about that, right? And also, it's like the, was the that intentional or did you kind of fall? No, into I just that? miscounted. <laughs> yeah, I just miscounted, right? But you know what? That kind of goes back full circle to the to the judging aspect of it. It's you know a lot of times the haters are people who aren't doing anything themselves, anyways. You know, like that's always my response. I want to say like, what are you doing? Okay, yeah. well then why don't you? Do a competition I th- right i think that's why uh the, our response matt's response to the comment about like oh these are just like you're missing some of the best beers and stuff and we we're like well they didn't not everybody submitted yeah and the comment the response was <clears throat> god what is going on the response was um you know we invite you to come judge next year yeah taste for yourself go. come be a part of, and, and it's it's not like a it's not like a, a a sassy response. It's like legit. Like if you want to be part of this, you can. Apparently, be. you know what you're doing. Right. We would love you. Yeah. Whoever like, you are. <laughs> like, and it's it's a genuine. Like, if if you want to have a say in in what beers win, then come judge beers. Yeah. And 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 maybe you'll come and open people's eyes, or maybe you'll have your eyes open to how the process works. Sure. Um, you know, but ultimately like we worked with what was submitted mm-hmm. and next we, year there'll you know be more what? submitted. We, we keep coming back to this. I keep bringing yeah. it back. Let's move on. Let's move on. Right. Cause 95% of the comments were positive. People had a great time. I, I so love here, seeing in, in the spirit of yeah. moving on. <laughs> I love seeing let's talk all about of the, next uh, year. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, no, man. I just want to say, I love seeing all the breweries post their medals on yeah, social. They're yeah. Yeah. so much really cool. Like, yep. you know, it's something that. Um, we always see with Best of the Valley, like people win that, and then they are so proud that they won something that they they just, you know, want to put that out there, and so like embrace that and yeah. really congratulate these breweries. Go visit them and encourage them that you know they're doing they're doing good stuff because they yeah. they are um, they're not only winning on the national stage, but you know here locally now that we've started this it. That it's just it'll help grow yeah. what they do and what we all love to drink. And yeah. and personally, like on a personal note, like for me that that means a lot because you know I found the metal shop to make the metals. I yeah C plus them. D industry I was, great. Yeah, yeah, I was great like folks. you know it was it was a recommendation, but I like I I talked to them and I worked with them to to 
figure out the design. We went through different iterations and like I the I the the, the labels on the back that say the brewery then and the category and everything like I printed those and cut them and put them on every metal and then I yeah. went and bought ribbon and tied every rib. like I put all this Matt helped me with that and and uh, some of our staff helped with the labels and stuff but like I feel like I put so much time and effort into the, these awards and into the beer festival and everything for, for me to see these posts of people posting their medals and like, Oh my God, we, we can't believe we won. So like we won the stuff and all like, it, it just like, it meant so, 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 so much. And then yeah. for me, you know, event days are this, these like cathartic experiences where like I have put all this effort into, you know, marketing the event into set, you know, setting it up, creating the layout, finding the sponsors, finding the vendors, communicating with the vendors, getting everybody in, you know, all the information they need, like doing all of the, the setup and the organization of the whole thing that like on the day of the event, like seeing it happen and then hearing all the positive like comments and responses from everybody was yeah. like, dude, last few days have been like a, just a crazy dopamine just like skyrocket for me like it was See, it's been, that's it's what been you think really about awesome. you think yeah. about those things not the one person yeah so mad one yeah day. i guess in the <laughs> in the uh in the spirit of all that like you know what what do you think would be something that you'd like to see at the festival next year I've had some people say live music. I'm a little torn on live yeah, music. Yeah, what are your feelings on music? Because I personally yeah. hate loud music at beer festivals. Yeah, I don't like loudness I've, either. Yeah. I've been to both where there's not music and there is loud music. And honestly, I, the loud music I could do without. Well, if it's part of the if it's part of the gig, right? If it's a barbecue blues and brews festival, then you're sure. right. I want to hear some music, you know. Right. But otherwise, no. I mean, like. Um, Went to uh, the Sa Sweet and Sour Festival that, that Fate Brewing put on. Uh, it was a really cool cool spot. Um, Hourglass Cats played. Love those guys. But, you know, there were times where it was like couldn't even talk with, you know, yeah. people that we were with. Uh, and it got really crowded. I don't like crowds, which is why I love VIP. Um, so I would say unless it's a, it's part of the the plan itself, uh, just have music, right? Have a but, – but have – I'm a music person. Like my podcasting career actually started in music. Like I was, we had a music podcast. Um, so I guess the like shortest version is we had a music podcast. We had a segment called "What the F Are You Drinking," and I was always drinking local beers, and that turned into Tap That Az. Was uh, that here locally? It was local, but it was it was just me and my buddy through. And this was 2016, so we we're innovators. Like this, we were zooming before you know mm -hmm. pandemic times. <laughs> uh, no, we would Skype. We would Skype. Uh, have like a you know best cover songs our favorite cover songs or we had an episode songs you didn't realize were cover songs and then i would cut music in and it was really fun uh it was a lot of work though a lot of editing so uh but yeah we do it in skype i was here he was in florida um but so music's always been a huge part of things yeah. for me so i don't like when places have a just you know turn on 93.3 and let it play like have <laughs> something that kind of gives a, a vibe right yeah. an episode recently with dynamite beer up in cave creek and they had like you know sturgill simpson tyler childers like really good country music and it yeah. fit the vibe and it created that yeah. adds an element to it right yeah um live music if you have original musicians um that's hard to be good 
unless you're really good. <laughs> you know, I think Hourglass Cats, I think we have a really good band, band scene here, like Fayuka yeah. and Hourglass oh. Cats. Um, but I don't know. I don't, do people for really me, care? <clears throat> for me, I think the thing that I'm always concerned of with live music is that if it's too loud, people think it's annoying. Even if it's good, they're like, it's a beer festival. They're sure. there to drink beer and they're there to talk to their friends and to the brewers about the beer, right? Yeah. Like you need to be able to hear, you're not just drinking Coors Light and playing cornhole. You're right. like there to talk to people. Yeah. And so for me, like as soon as you bring a live band into the mix, you kind of take, take focus away from the beer. If it's loud enough for people to hear. Sure. And if it's not loud enough for people to hear and it's background noise and the band is like, nobody's, you know, I, that same beer festival we went to in January, had a live band and nobody was over there. Yeah. Like it, they they were probably just, don't care as long as they get paid, but still, right? right? It hurts you. It almost like, seemed like it everyone just, was trying to get as far away from that yeah. band as yeah. possible because the so, speakers were so loud. I think it just kind of yeah. takes away from like what it, it's. If, and then if you bring a, a band in that that's going to bring a lot of people, like is going to increase your ticket sales, then it's yeah. going to turn into a concert and not a beer fest. Sure. So like, yeah, yeah. I, to me, like, I would rather you know we had a pretty big space. And we had music playing in one section of it, but you couldn't hear it in all the sections of it. Walmart, almost... Walmart parking lot style, right? Yeah. You get out of your car, you park 100 yards away from Walmart, and you're like, oh, dude, is that third eye blind? Hell yeah, right? Because right. they have those speakers in, in the, the light poles. I love that. Yeah, I love so that it's vibe. Either, it's either running more speakers is, through, get it started, or man. you get like two <laughs> or three DJs to set up yeah. And you know, throughout the festival and you create different zones of different kinds of music or whatever, you know, however you want to do it. Also, but the no focus music. needs to be on the beer, not on the music. No music wouldn't be missed either, I bet. And the festival like if I you had, had zero people, music, yeah. Maybe I've have had music. some concepts or some con uh feedback saying like, "Hey, like, you know, b having more music would be cool." But again, you're you're playing that you're playing that like that balancing game between like well, if we have more music and it's more like people hear it, then you might be taken away from. So it's just, I think it's just a matter of, of, of finding that balance. And yeah, we probably could have had more music at, at our festival, but there was a lot of breweries that brought little speakers and they yeah. had their own music playing. And that yeah. also gives them an opportunity to create, create their, the, own vibe. Like, their own vibe. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so like, you know, maybe, maybe the call is next year telling the vendors to like, Hey, we're going to have a little bit of music, but like, feel free to bring your own battery powered speaker and like create your own thing. Yeah, you know, we would, could have easily had Walter like Station lot, do yeah. do karaoke at, at mm -hmm. our event. So, I think that would go full circle into one of the things that I would say, um, not specific beer festivals or not specific things, but specific instances with breweries at certain festivals. Meaning, like the what is the brewery doing when somebody's coming up to the table? Are they just pouring? What do you want? Here's what we have. Or are they? You know, engaging. sometimes, yeah, are they engaging? Sometimes, a lot of times they don't have that opportunity, right? But the best festivals that I've seen are ones that they can engage. They can talk, you know, some beer nerd that's totally geeked out about, you know, oh, shit, this is the guy who actually makes the beer at Old Ellsworth. Heck, yeah, yep. you know, because there's some celebrity that goes along with, you totally. know, the food and beverage and specifically beer with a brewer. Like, totally. dude, first time I saw Brian Helton in person, I'm like, oh, my God, it's Brian Helton. I was, you know. You know, uh, it's funny because he, like, He's intimidating when you first see him, but you start talking to him. He's like, man, this is like the sweetest guy in the world. For sure. You know? For Do sure. Doc's like that, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Doc. Doc, Doc's cool. Doc, like you, you, when you realize that that's – I mean, a lot of people have said – I haven't – I. a lot of people have said to me that Doc is the best brewer in the state. I'd agree with him. And yeah. 
And like, so when I met him at the award ceremony, I was like, in my head, I was like, oh, holy shit, this is Doc. Yeah. Talking about Doc like, Osborne like from such a Pedal nice House. Dude. And yeah. He's just like, you know, he's just so. And they won gold for their Pilsner. As they the, should. At the awards, yeah. As yeah. they should, right? That like, German Pilsner is beyond, yeah. So I totally agree. There's like a certain level, but you can't necessarily dictate that the, uh, that the, that the breweries like, like, have some form of engagement you can encourage it sure um so well is that what you were getting at yeah yeah just yeah, uh, yeah encur- encouraging that engagement and uh, i mean obviously that's kind of the top of the list right and then you kind of go down from there well, what if we do this what if we do this that's stupid cut you know you just kind of start with uh, the the places that stand out are the ones that if they have one second or a minute they're gonna do something, right? Um, so I don't know. That's just my bar- my marketing creative totally. mindset of of looking at those things, right? Because totally. somebody who owns a brewery might be like, "Yeah, great ideas." <laughs> you know, yeah. let's how do you execute that? You know, totally. so. Uh, but yeah, I, I think you guys did great. Your the, one. Uh, the the best bre- uh, booths to visit are the ones where the you know it's the people who are invested in it. You know, it's yeah. like uh, like Eight Bit Ale Works. Uh, Ryan, their owner and brewer, was out there at our festival. Yeah. He was chatting up everyone. Um, the the Peoria Kale. artisan oh, Phoenix, from Phoenix he's the, always doing you know the, the yeah. whole team from uh, Phoenix Beer Co Phoenix like Beer there's Co. not a better team out there to yes. like just hang out and chat there's, with you know yeah. Brian and I I'm, I'm gonna see them today so I, I feel bad that I can't remember his name but there's two of them that are like the same person oh Christian and his twin brother Christians are market the tallest ones no 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 I'm oh. talking about Brian he's one of their brewers and okay. then there was yeah. a younger guy who had uh, like longer hair oh yeah yeah and yeah. I was I was talking to them and I would say something and they would respond like at the same time with the exact same words like saying mm-hmm. one thing too yeah hundred percent they're like the, the, totally <laughs> I like got the, creeped the, out man the, 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 I remember it's, it's Brian and this other guy he's such a he's such a nice kid yeah and, uh, he was very yeah those guys were very outgoing yeah <laughs> they're so fun yeah. But like yeah, uh, you have Marissa from Look are... was out there. Marissa she's born. And they she's super crazy sweet. Glasses yeah. and you can chat. Other. I think the brewer yeah. from um, Saddle Mountain was out there, yeah. and they got a like, new brewer, right? Uh, uh, no, he's been around for a while. Okay. Um, Anthony, and okay. um, yeah. he's been there for at least a, a three or four years that I that I know of. So oh, Alex, um, from, he was the guy uh, from Four Peaks. Anthony, the guy from Four Peaks. I don't know. Who originally came over. He was a brewer for Four Peaks, and then he came to Saddle Mountain. Okay, that might be, yeah, might um, be the same I guy. I what his name is, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know Alex from... Uh, Grand uh, Canyon. Grand Canyon was there. Oh, uh, yeah. He's, he's a hoot. Dude, he's uh, always a... He, so Grand Canyon does a really great job of... like They do a good job of engaging people in, in yeah. you know... Uh, yeah. uh, really having a really cool setups at, their, at the festivals. They're memorable. I think... I think there's a lot of breweries that are good at that because of the fact that you go to a beer festival, especially like you think about it, like a beer festival, like, you know, strong Arizona strong beer where there's a hundred plus breweries. Like you got to stand out for sure. You know, you yeah. gotta, you gotta do something that's gonna, or you gotta, you gotta hire the guy that's going to stand behind that table and like make people like smile and make people yeah. like love being there. And like, you know, event, booth workers are a dime. Yeah. you go you can go to any college campus and find you know 50 kids that want to work you want to sling beers at a beer festival yeah but like to find those people like kale like the guys from phoenix beer co like yep. josh from ranch hand like you know alex all these guys that have these like 
big personalities and they're so welcoming and they're so friendly and they're so easy to talk to and fun to talk to. And no matter what level beer drinker you are, whether you're just like, uh, you know, you like every style and you've tried every beer or you're brand new to it. Like they're going to talk to you at your level. Yeah. Like those, those are the people that you have to find and, and then hire for your brewery because like, well, you know what the, here's the struggle with that though, right? Is those are also the same guys. So this is Saturday, right? Uh, this, these are also the guys that just work 60 hours per week on Monday through Friday. hundred percent. Right. So it's not like, 100%. all right, we got us doing this and then we found the right people to work the, let's say, where are they? Oh, they yeah. didn't show up. You guys got to do it. Like, ah, yeah. oh, come on. Right. But that's, it's, that's, it's, the... it's why a lot of breweries ha- are closed on Mondays. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, you yeah. Give you a break, but that's, that's why I love beer. And that's yeah. why, that's why I got really drawn in when I started the beer podcast into the industry. Like I yeah. was like in hook, line and sinker. Once I kind of understood behind the scenes a little bit, yeah. because I grew up, you know, outside of Youngstown, Ohio, Steel City, blue collar, uh, but always had this creativity to me, you know, like my yeah. mom was an artist, my grandmother was an artist. So I had the best of both worlds and that's beer, right? And, I, you know, I, it's, it's yeah, food it kind of seems to be like the last great manufacturing that we have here. Yeah, you know? but it's also um, it's creativity that has to be backed up by uh blue collar work ethic yeah right yeah you could have cool labels you can have this cool recipe yeah you put this into the beer but then it's you know you're lazy and you're not brewing or you only make it one time and you know you've got 15 taps at your your brewery and i don't i get i get really frustrated as you know as a content creator not so much but more of like trying we also are hired for like services for social media sure. all this stuff and, and even getting into like consulting and talk to people and it's like all right if you say that that's where you want to be that's great right i just want to be this you know like dark sky i think is a perfect example of that controlled growth uh, i had an argument with my father-in-law about this because uh my wife's cousin is uh he's a you know just kind of a turd you know <laughs> love the guy but uh very much you know i understand businesses and this is the way it is and, and they're like well dark sky needs to start making some you know just basic beers i'm like it's not what they want to do well yeah. then they're going to fail i'm like they're not going to fail right they're not going to fail more so than the other people that you because ryan sandlin and his team know what they want they also know they they know what they want to do with their life ryan wants to still ride his bike in the mountains he wants to get out he doesn't want to be right. you know he wants to do what the hell he wants to do the way he wants to do it at his pace yeah. um so he's defined what he wants to do and then what he does following up falls in line with that. What I get frustrated at is when I have conversations with breweries like, this is what we want to be, we want to do this. I'm like, okay, how much are your sales? This much. How much of that goes towards marketing? None of it. What the hell? Like, how, how what is you in your business plan? Like, yeah. what, I'm very interested to know what, in the section that says, how are gonna, people are going to find out about your product? What do you have there? Yeah. Right? Is it just... Craft beer is popular. Here's yeah. the here's the statistics across the country. This, that's not a marketing no. plan, especially now that 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 industry it, it, the hype wave is kind of down, right? Yeah. Now you've got to be good. You can't just open a tap room. People yeah. are like, oh, let's go check it out. They'll check it out, but if it's garbage, right. there's ninety eight other breweries. For sure, you, know? yeah, you have to have an identity and you have to have a why, and you have to like people. you know people gravitate towards that i think the other thing is a lot of people want to create this business that's just going to constantly 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 grow yeah and like sometimes that's that's not the play like dark sky has 
as a place in the community. Yeah. They have a name. Like, we all know them. Like, every time I go to Flagstaff, I go there because I sure. love their beer. Absolutely. Uh, are Smell they ever going to... pizza gonna... when you walk in? Like, dude, what a yeah. draw. <laughs> are they ever going to, like, go to a bigger space or start distributing or whatever? Maybe not. And if not, yeah. that's fine. They're probably uh, perfectly fine in terms of For their sure. business revenue and all that stuff. And if they're happy with that, then why would they... Like, there's, there's no... There's no need for them or obligation right. for them to like grow out of that right but on the other side of it is is the like they they're true to themselves they've got that vision a lot of places don't have a vision right they don't have a plan um and then <clears throat> maybe they have a plan and they have a vision but they don't want to do the things and take the risk which it makes sense like it's easier to say oh, i'll take that risk than you know it's hey spend a thousand dollars to get a two-page spread in our magazine which gets across some pretty incredible spots like your exposure like old ellsworth like the number of people who know about old ellsworth from open up that you know first page it's incredible but uh people look at it as it's an expense right me paying okay. for social media getting good photo photos of our product that's an expense you don't it's you're not, not you don't see the right it's not yeah. a direct like yeah right yeah but Return, there's a reason like, that there's cans that's been that have been sitting in your cooler here for 10 months I look back in your social media, you haven't posted any other than the beer release. That's it. That's the only time I've heard about this. What about a month later? It's like, hey, you know, dollar off of this, whatever it is. So um, totally. we're, we're getting better at that because that's the other side of it for us is not just content creators and covering the stories, but we're also trying to, on the back end of things, is trying to, you know, encourage people while, you know, it's our business. So, you know, we need to feed our families and pay our bills too. But in turn, uh, helping people kind of reach those goals that they want to right and that those are hard conversations people are like here's where i want to get well you have to spend at least this much money well i don't have that money then you're we've, not going to get there right? we've definitely or, or noticed think of a plan b the food and beverage industry the food and brewery industry uh because beverage overall are usually great marketers sure but the food and the beer industry are notorious for not wanting to spend very much on marketing. Yeah. And uh, and they don't have you know, much, right? You, it makes you sense. You notice the ones but, that do a better job because, yeah. you, you know, they they get out there and they do things. Like I think about like Chip at Huss. Like he's yeah. on TV five times a week. Sure, and exactly. he's at every, you know what I mean? Like he's at, he's at everything and he's everywhere and they have this whole, and they sponsor events. They pay money to sponsor events and, and and all this like they get involved and like yep. and and that has definitely translated into their like presence right for sure like you think about Arizona beer like they're top five of like on top of mind yeah right yep and so yeah I mean from 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 marketing to PR you know like get out there and get a TV crew at your at your brewery and like yeah. find a reason for them to be there. Well, you know, even I, like, I need Chip on TV way more often than five times a week. I mean, he like he if he delivered the news to me every night, I might actually tune into the news more. Oh often. yeah, yeah, that'd be pretty sweet. Right? Be a good podcast voice too. Yeah. Uh, but no, no, you're right. It's uh, we're all out it, here. We're all out here uh, fighting the good fight for sure. You know for sure. And I and I love that you know between between the three of us, and I I, I think I'm speaking uh, for the rest of the Phoenix Mag staff. It's like. 
we're, we, we just love being part of the Phoenix community, whether yeah. that's beer, whether that's food, whether that's whatever it is that we cover. Like, yeah, we sell ads. Yeah. We put on events that are for profit. Like, yeah, we do all that cause we have a business we're running, but ultimately like our biggest, my, my biggest motive for sure is being a part of this community. Yeah. My, yeah, my favorite do. outcome out of the beer festival is that I can walk into a ton of these breweries now and most of the people in there recognize me. Yeah. And yeah, I getting, feel like get, I have a, get, friend, a bunch of friends now within the community. And yeah. I love that. We try to get Phoenix out of the, um, you know, woe is me, you know, our, our city stinks kind of mentality that, you know, that that second son kind of mentality where like, oh, I need, I can only go to Oregon for good craft beer or oh, San Diego for good craft that. beer. Like yep. other people from around the country need to start saying, I'm going to come to Phoenix for great craft beer because yeah, it, it really is great craft beer here. Yeah. I agree with you. I agree with you. That's what I'm trying to do. Well, man, we covered a lot. Yeah. And this yeah. is awesome. Thank you so, so much for being here. Mm-hmm. How many how many episodes are you up to now? Uh just hit three fifty. Oh, do you have a yeah. do you have a favorite from that? We'll end on that. A favorite. Or do you have a favorite <sighs> one episode or maybe a favorite person you've interviewed of all time? Um, I would say I'll say two. Kind of answers because you asked me earlier to like whether any duds. Um never any duds. Uh, I expected a dud one time, <clears throat> so yeah. so I had a podcast set up with Pedal House. Uh, I was going to be Doc and Julian, and my buddy Brian Roper, um, big big time foodie. He uh, he was like, oh yeah, he's like Julian's awesome. He'll be great on the mic. You know, Doc's a little more quiet. You know, um, you know he might be a little bit more challenging. And I was like, okay, so get there. And Julian's not there. Julian had said, like, I think his dog passed away that day or something. I was like, hey, man, sorry, I can't make it. It's going to be just you and Doc. And I'm like. Yeah, Julian uh, Wright, he's the owner of Pedal House. Yeah. And what, Culinary Concepts? Or is that, what? It, what's the name of his? Is it is Fork that, and that, Dagger? Fork and it might da- be that, yeah. Yeah, like, but he's a bigger he, restaurant group. Yeah, yeah but yeah. he's got, like, the Saki House. Okay, yeah. He's got, yeah. Um, Lucky's. Lucky's, Yep. So you know, I don't know if you know that. Yeah, so you're okay. casting. Uh, <laughs> nice. You're casting I mean, the woods. That's fine. I don't know that's what's awesome. coming up next. Uh, I love but that. So anyways, I like that. Where is that, by the way? Huh? Where was that hike? Was that oh, a hike that was, somewhere? Uh, the um, man, I totally forgot that. They probably got a whole bunch of uh, text messages and emails and stuff. So we oh, you're good. You're good. So you were talking about uh, <laughs> Julian and Doc being the dud, or no? No, no. no so Julian <laughs> and Doc get there for the episode, um, and, and one of a, a previous um, videographer, business partner I brought on, uh, he was there to take video. So we, you know, we had lights and everything, and he was uh, the the manager was like, "Hey, Doc's on his way. Julian can't make it." And I'm like. What am I going to do? Because right. up to that point, everybody's right. been really easy. Now I got this guy who I think is going to be, you know, hard to interview as far as like quiet. You're going to have to pull things out of him. Um, meet Doc, and it was just incredible. Like he was like, well, "Should we drink while we're doing?" I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "What do you want to try?" I'm like, "I don't know." Like kind of the best of what you got. And he's like, "All right." Every beer he had, he had like five ounces of every. We had like 14 beers in front of us. He was awesome. Like it was like an education on beer styles and. So at that point, like Doc became one of my favorites, still yeah. is. So expected a dud, but it wasn't. Um, he seems to me like a guy that is never unhappy when he goes to work. No, like, no. Every day is the best day to yeah. him. He's so calm. He's so. I mean, like, I've only even met him keel. a handful of times, but yeah. that's what it seems like. He's, <laughs> He's always so. very even keel, and he'll 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 get you like with he'll say some stuff, and you're like. <laughs> what the hell? Like, can't say that, dude. Um, he but, did. I think he did say something on one of the last times you interviewed him. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, people 
people around it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, no, he was he was awesome and, and been great friends with him ever since. Have done you know a couple beer one on one episodes where he explained you know uh, line cleaning and all that stuff. But I, I would say my favorites have been with that one. Um, but then I did an episode with uh, Jack Maxwell from Booze Traveler and Zane Lamprey and John Buford from Arizona Wilderness inside mm-hmm. a Best Western hotel room on like Saturday at like 11 a.m. <laughs> so, I, so I connected with Jack Maxwell. You've seen Booze Traveler like on the Travel Channel. He was on for like five seasons where he basically uh-huh. traveled the world drinking okay. booze. From, like he's, uh, he's been an actor for 30, 40 years. Really cool guy, but became friends with him. And I know he knows Zane Lamprey, and he's like, oh, you guys would just hit it off. I'm like, well, hook me up, man. Like, connect me with Zane Lamprey. So Zane was in town a few years ago to do uh, his tour. You know, he tours breweries, does his comedy thing. And so I text Jack. I'm like, hey, hook this up. He's like, well, he's like, his his time is kind of limited. He's like, can you be at the Best Western at 1030 on Sunday? I'm like, yeah, I'll absolutely be there. So we set up in this room, first floor, right outside by the pool. Uh, in the room, though, and the door was open, and we just set up the microphones there, and, and it, it was it was awesome. One of my favorite episodes. Uh, Chris Bianco had him on one time at a at a farm dinner in Rapa, Rapa Have you Farms. Seen the, the, uh, so good. Yeah, the we, chef's table. We we were trying to get over the last few years trying to get him for a taste of AZ podcast, and he was always open, but it just it never worked out. And then the chef's table came on, like we're never getting Chris Bianco, <laughs> you uh, know. Yeah. Uh, but uh, no, it was a farm dinner over at Riba Farms in Santan Valley, and Mark Ryan, the owner, was like, "Hey, you should come do a live podcast." So you know, I interviewed. You know, plan was to interview all these chefs. The shop was the beer. They made the beer for the event. So Mark's like, I, you know, he kept calling me a uh, webinar. He's like, Eric uh, is doing a webinar over here. <laughs> Don't you love that? Yeah. They're like, yeah, re- record a live podcast. <laughs> yeah. Like, are, we're not webinar. dead doing this, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it's not live. It's not being broadcast anywhere. You oh, know what yeah. a podcast You is? can even see some of, some of the younger people as he was touring. They looked at me and kind of laughed like, yeah, we know. Webinar. <laughs> so these were, these are the, the, this was the equipment I had were these clamps. Yeah. So I'm like, I got to figure this out. He just put me in like the shed. So I had to clamp the clamps on this like two by four that's going on the roof, and then the microphone came down, right? And I'm thinking like, if this thing ain't tight, it's falling down. First guess is Chris Bianco, and I'm like, this is gonna fall on his head. Like he's, I'm gonna injure Chris Bianco with my microphone. And he was awesome. Talked to him for like ten minutes, um, and then I would say the last one that was really, and these are all food ones too. It's really cool. Um, is Tamara Stanger from she was yeah. at Helio Basin. Mm-hmm. Now she's in uh, Utah. Like she, I told her when she moved, uh, we became really good friends. Uh, so I did the episode with Helio Basin and they're like, Hey, can we bring our uh, chef in? And I'd had their food and it was completely different. Really good. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Never had touched food or anything like on the podcast. It was all, you know, beer. Um, so she came on like towards the end of it. And I was like, Holy crap. Like this is a different way to look at food. Like I was in a craft beer, but I, I didn't care. I'd go to Outback for, you know, my birthday dinner was at Outback. Right. Um, but then I met Tamara and she kind of just showed me like how cool and gritty and local food can be. And so when she left to go to Utah, what year or two ago, yeah, uh, I grabbed a beer with her and I was like, you changed like my life. You did because I was mm-hmm. I was down this path of craft beer, which I still am, right? But um, you opened my eyes up to to how food and beverage and everything can be connected, and it can be connected to our local environment. 
Yeah. Right? Not just like this farm grows corn so we can have it's like what grows naturally? Like what can what can we do with this prickly pear? What can we do with uh, you know, this mint that's growing right along the river? You know, so yeah, that stuff you know, really geeks me out for you know sure. Who, uh, who I just cool. ran into? Um, you guys ever go to Mother Bunch back in the day? Oh yeah, you yeah, remember the some food? Of the best food for sure. Oh yeah. So I, Holly I was remember the, their wings still. I to forget this her day. last name. Yeah. Um, Holly was their chef. Uh, she just got hired as the head chef at Tombstone North. Ooh, nice! Like, literally oh, nice. last, I think last week or the week before. I know they were looking. Um, yeah, that's so, great. So she's the chef now there, and she's gonna shake things up. And I'm, I'm super excited to have run into her because I went in there once, and they, I remember at Mother Bunch they had a, they had kind of a bar that you could sit at, that was that. That was at the window, like you were looking into the kitchen. Like a, uh, uh, what do they call it? Not a diner, like a diner style. Yeah. Kinda. Yeah. Yeah. And it was at the back. It was like on the way to the bathrooms. Yeah. Like they, they were full and they're like, the only place we could see she was here. And so my friends and I were like, sure. And so we just had Holly in front of us the whole time and she was talking to us, recommending things, letting us try stuff, whatever. Yeah. And uh, I just had this really great experience. So I go into Tombstone the other day and, uh, and there's, and there, I'm sitting at the bar and, there's this woman sitting at the end of the bar, like working on a computer. And I was like, I was like, what is she doing? She keeps looking over to me. And, and so I start talking to, uh, um, uh, one of the bartenders there recognized me and I was talking to him and he, and, uh, and she was like, did you see your name was Johan? I was like, yeah. She goes, I know you from somewhere. And I'm like looking at her. I was like, I, I think I know you from somewhere too, and like we were from trying to figure it out. Right? And she was, yeah. And she was just like, <laughs> she's like, well, I used to. Or I'm the new chef here, and then I suddenly it clicked on. I was like, did you used to be the chef at Mother Bunch? And she was like, yeah. I was like, oh my god! Uh, like, and this was like four, five, five, six years ago. Like yeah. it was a long time, and she like had that. Like she said, she had a thing with faces, and yeah, I was like, well, damn, Tombstone North's food is about to get. Yeah, I always I thought mean, it was, it was good. already good yeah. because they used the same stuff from Helio Basin, which yeah. is already really, really good. Yeah. And, um, but I don't remember yeah. specifically Mother Bunch's food was known. Like, they were like one of the breweries, mm-hmm. one of the best food programs, you know, for brewery, sure. So, yeah. Super excited to see that she's back on the scene. Yeah. Well, and I think it's cool too with Tombstone North. Well, I mean, just Tombstone in general, uh, right? Their beers are just fantastic. They're, I think, uh, I don't know what the progress is of the with the Sierra, Sierra Vista. Vista one. Yeah, I haven't seen a progress in a while. I haven't either. I, just, I know it's going to be huge, um, but like the Tombstone North, uh, it, it's uh, it's hard to not look at it and see Helio Basin, right? But know, they're starting really. to do things that are you know. Um, Especially because, like, Planet Fitness is in the parking lot. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But but having now, that's pretty cool. Now you have so Rob Rob Coat, the head brewer at the North location, is a chef by trade, right? He was a chef before he became a brewer. So to have him making the beer with her, like making the food, um, I know he'll he'll be super stoked about that. Yeah, and Very I will cool. be too because I'll drink and eat there. So. Yeah, well, that's right down the street from our office. So you yeah, let us right know when you're the street, there. For sure. I will. I will. I will. I will just sure. hop over there and meet you. Yeah. Can this I give a couple awesome. shout outs? You guys, yeah. I was going to say, we might have to divide this into two episodes. Ooh. A part one and a part two. That's a good two, idea, yeah. This, is, this, might be our long, this definitely is our longest is episode. Is this a long yet. one? Yeah. 
But, shit, it's almost 2 o'clock. But yeah, totally we went about it. an hour 20 with Megan Greenwood uh, in our last episode. Who is delightful, by the way. She's awesome. Oh, my she's great. She was yeah, so yeah. stoked about and the awards. And her sister, Lisa, was so nice at the beer, she was yeah. at the beer oh, yeah. festival. Yeah, she's a great. a nice group of people, man. Yeah. And they, they ended up winning a couple awards, yeah, which was very cool for them because they were very, very, like, yeah. they, 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 they were very they, they were um, behind the scenes really pushing for the competition aspect of. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, shout out to them. Yeah, uh, give us and, some shout outs, man. Well, I mean, all the Arizona breweries. I, I just love what everybody's doing. Everybody, um, what I heard from the awards night, because I wasn't there, uh, I wasn't able to make it, but the actual awards night, they said the vibe. From everybody I talked to, it was a really, really good vibe. Um, but specifically, my wife, Jackie, she is the best. Like, So people ask me all the time, like, how did you do it? Like, How did you just cut ties, jump ship with your job and just take this risk. I'm like, well, first of all, I have a wife that is incredible. Like to be able to say, Hey, um, we're going to basically take our income cut in half. Right. Uh, we've got two young kids. Um, also there's the ups and downs of the trials and tribulations of doing what we're doing, which I don't want to say hasn't been done, but I haven't found anybody that's done what we've done. Right. Start a podcast for fun. That's evolved into something that gets sponsored that, evolves into a, a magazine that you know we're, we're mm-hmm. building up these things um with really up until the last week or so uh luke and i didn't have really a business plan <laughs> you know <laughs> we just wing it we we found great partners in each other um but finally we're like you know what man we should probably plan some of this out right rather, rather you know so so there's a whole growth of that and, and that's uh you know second shout out is luke my business partner is that's another asterisk in the whole success is um, I found a really good business partner. It was my third attempt at finding the right person. Uh, but he's, you know, we just had this conversation yesterday. Is like, no matter what the struggles are, we know that we have each other's back. We're yeah. in this together. That's you awesome. know, we trust each other. I've met Luke a couple of times, man. Friendless dude. Like, super oh nice yeah. Guy. Yeah. Super, super smart. Like yeah. dude, for, I mean, he's 26. Um, Super intelligent. I mean, we've been working together since he was 22, I think. He's the mature one, right? <laughs> He's the one that has to, like, hey, dude, you know, like, uh, it's just, the, maybe we should have waters now. I'm like, I don't know, man, this is great. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but no, so now, so I would go to check out our website, right? A taste of az.com. You can subscribe for the mag- to the magazine for free. Uh, tap that az.com. Finally got that up. Um, Luke built my website uh, three years ago, mm-hmm. and he's very, very, um, I would say basic, very uh, clean, right? So he built this website, and I'm like, that's cool. I want it to be cooler, right? <laughs> you know, it's functional, and it was very functional. So I tried to tweak a few things, destroyed the whole thing, right? So it took me like two years to rebuild it. Tap.az.com is up now uh, with a shop. So I finally have a shop. So Love if you that. guys want some swag, uh, go check out tap.az.com forward slash shop. Like that T-shirt you're wearing there? Uh, you know, I got to get that on the website. This one is actually sold directly at Simple That's Machine at Brewery. Simple Machine. Okay, yep. gotcha. Yep. Um, so when, well, when's the next batch of that coming out? Hopefully soon. Okay. We just sold the last two kegs to Junipine up in Sedona, Love actually. It. Brett should Bibber. We do a, should we do a Tap That AZ uh, gear package giveaway on our Instagram account? Ooh. I feel like we should do that. That sounds like a good idea. Works I don't for have me. a whole lot of gear. Or, uh, Sweaty. Merch. 
sweaty. Uh, well, say merch. Sweaty. Uh, like Gary, you giving my cameras away, dude? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Tap that AZ merch. You got, you got <laughs> some old microphones that drunk people have spit on in the past. Yeah, and you yeah. Give that away, right? For sure. Yeah. No, I got some stuff I can give away. Yeah. Sure. Some yeah. weird collectors. A game shirt. Like this is a game yeah. shirt. This yeah. is the one I wore live on the podcast with Phoenix Magazine. Love it. Um, sweat stains and all. So. <laughs> um, no, we, we do – our goal at this point is to uh, – so I do – you know, I, I like to do the highlight uh, episodes of, you know, interviewing new breweries, getting their story. And then we also like to do the rating Arizona beers, you know, rating, reviewing beers, uh, but really want to get into video, really want to kind of double down on the video aspect of it. Yeah. So that's kind of the next step is, yeah. you know, kind of have the, the audio podcast streamlined. Let's, let's kind of get some visuals into this, mm-hmm. you know, and I love that. stuff like that. So. Yeah. Love that. And thank you guys for the beers. Dude, thanks for being here, man. Yeah, I, they've been uh, in my fridge since September, so I was that's wanting to month. I was wanting to share them. <laughs> it's, it's like not, when, yeah, it's not too bad. That's I love when bad. they say I love like sports, you know, when you're watching they're like this is the first time they scored a touchdown in the second quarter since 2020. I'm like This is like the f- last year. I, you know? I love it when they're like this is the first time that they scored uh in the fifth minute of the second quarter. Yeah. Uh with uh <laughs> On a rainy day, on a Saturday, in an away, in an away game mm-hmm. in the last fifty-seven hey, years, I'm for guys like, like me that are into sports, that drives me nuts when they don't do any. Of I that, would say so. Matt is the one that finds those things. <laughs> oh my it's God. A, I'm just like, why? Did you know? Like, who cares? Right. Yeah. Like, the last time Kyler Murray peed his pants, they won. Like, no, just kidding, Kyler. If you're listening. <laughs> Uh, right no, on, man. Thanks well, for thank having you. me, guys. Uh, if I had any more beer in my cup, I would cheers you, but, you know. There's a little left in that hit, one. Hit me. Yeah, All right, well, cheers to uh, Eric Walters from Tap That AZ Podcast yeah. and uh, the Magazine. Thanks for coming in, and until next time. Cheers, buddy.